0: Welcome to Unica Minneapolis. We are so glad that you're with us today, that you've taken time to join us. You know, this is September, and it's music month here at Unica Minneapolis, and that's when Laurie Dawkins creates this great music around a theme, and then we blend that lesson into it. Well, obviously, this September, we're looking at things are going to change, get into some good trouble, and you know what? We're looking at the music that helped to create that change in the 50s, and the 60s, 70s, 80s, moving right on into the present moment. So I'm glad you're with us. We have great music playing today, great guest artists. We have a wonderful meditation, a wonderful lesson. You are here, and you do not want to miss this. So come on in. Let's have a great time together. I love you. I bless you. Welcome to Unity, Minneapolis.
1: Welcome to our live stream service today. We live stream our Sunday service at 9.30 a.m. Central Time every week. And our archive services are available anytime on Unity Minneapolis' website. This afternoon at 1.30 p.m. Wendy Brown Baez facilitates a Cultivating Resiliency Through Writing workshop. This is going to be great. Um, tomorrow and Tuesday, um, this Tuesday, the Unity Men's Group meets via Zoom at 6:30 p.m. And wow, this is huge. Uh, we we've partnered with Unity on the Bay in Florida on for a live stream total meditation event with Deepak Chopra this coming Saturday, September 26th purchase your ticket through our website and you'll also receive Deepak's copy of his new book man wonderful next Sunday Michael Obsess leads an 11 a.m. workshop and moving it, it is moving from empire consciousness to oneness consciousness a return to love and may our own Maggie Ingle will teach a beginning watercolor painting class. This three-session class begins on September 28th. And then our fall book series begins next month. Together, we'll read and study God of Love, a guide to the heart of Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. In addition to the Sunday lessons, we have small study groups via Zoom. Groups are available at a variety of days and times. Sign up for a small group on our website or through the church office. So, learn more about all of our upcoming events and activities on the church website, Facebook, and our Peek at the Week, and our e- our. Peak of the Week, our e-newsletter. You can also contact the church through our email or our voicemail. And now let's join Reverend Pat for our opening prayer.
0: Join me in our opening prayer. I invite you just to go to that place within, that place that only you can go. Let us take a deep breath together, and as we exhale, let us surrender, surrender all that we are, everything, to that divine presence within. So we surrender again, and again, and again, knowing that we are one with this presence, knowing that this presence moves in and through us as the activity of life. Giving thanks that we co-create with this divine presence within. And we recommit ourselves to co-creating a world that works for all. We are grateful this morning. We are so grateful. Grateful for this beautiful day grateful for our family and our friends and we tell we pray with the leaders of our world knowing that the decisions that they make influences our world and we pray with ourselves knowing that the decisions that we make one one decision at a time one choice at a time makes a difference in the world and so we're grateful. So together we say, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. And so it is. Amen.
2: All right, it's a hymn now, so you better be singing along wherever you are. In your kitchen, or in your living room, in your pajamas. And I I'd feel this way, and as far as I am concerned, I'm glad I got the chance to say that I do believe I love you, and if I should ever.
0: You can tell Aaron Schwab's in the house. The amazing Aaron Schwab. It's so good to have you with us. Thank you for being here today. Thank you. And we, don't we have a great band, yeah. a great music director? It's great to have you here. And we welcome you today. Wherever you are in the world today, we welcome you. We're so glad that you have just decided to spend part of your day with us. You know, Unity is that open and welcoming, inclusive community. And we teach practical teachings that help us to live meaningful and healthy lives. Also, one of our core values here is that of welcoming. So, my dear friends, we welcome all of you, and especially if you are new here, or you feel like you are new here, we especially welcome you, and we would like to connect with you. So, we invite you to, t- to text Hi Unity, Hi Unity to 313131, and we'll reply with a link to a contact card, and you fill out that card. And we will certainly send a special gift to you from our community. We're so grateful that you've decided to join us this morning. Again, we welcome you. We're glad you're here. And remember that wherever you are on your spiritual journey, wherever that may be, you are welcome here at Unity Minneapolis. God bless you. Now settle in for the reading of the Daily Word with Reverend Jeanette.
1: We now move deeper into spirit with the reading of the daily word. You are invited to mentally add your prayers to our prayer box or submit an online prayer prayer request via our website. Your prayers are prayed with by our prayer ministry for seven days and then they are forwarded on to Silent Unity where they are prayed with for an additional 30 days. The word for today... Is smile, and we affirm, I share the joy and love when I smile. Even if a language barrier prevents me from understanding another's words, I know that most people will respond to a friendly smile. My smile can convey a goodwill communicate delight from an unexpected blessing, or inspire awe at the sight of a star-filled night sky. A child not yet able to talk shares love and joy quite effectively with a sunny smile. I feel happy When others smile at me, this friendly, welcoming gesture reminds me that we are all one in spirit. Smiling at my reflection in a mirror, I see the light that shines from me. I feel a quickened awareness of the divine love and joy that are present everywhere as i realize how simply and beautifully my smile can express that love and joy with without any need for words and scripture says in numbers chapter 6 verse 25 the lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. And the word for today is smile. Thank you.
2: You with the sad eyes, don't be discouraged though it's hard to take courage in a world full of people. You can lose sight of it all. The darkness that surrounds you makes you feel so small. But I see your true color shine. you know i'll be there and i'll see you
1: Take some time in the quiet for some meditation. We are born of love. Regardless of our current circumstances, we are here today because of love. The power of love as creativity and connection with divine source is always available. Yet occasionally, we misplace or unremember this truth and go about seeking and securing what we think love is in very human ways that do not serve us. The quality of love that does serve us, when we connect with our higher self and trust the inner guidance, that it provides. That is it. As we continue on our paths towards self-fulfillment in this life, we make choices based on what We know, many of us, have a practice of trusting our inner guidance and still, in our alone or questioning times, we may disconnect from the truth of who we are, God's beloved creation co-creators of our lives. Jewish New Year, which began last Friday, is celebrated with the observance of Rosh Hashanah, Heart of the Year. It is a festival that encourages looking within where God meets us and encourages us. The essence of this beautiful, sacred ritual connects us with our spirit, guides, and angels. We are supported as we review those parts of us that emerge to lovingly show when we feel fear and recognize limitations that hinder our deeper connection with ourselves and others. Here in the silence, we find presence with our support and reconnect with love, peace, creativity, and wholeness for a moment in the quiet As we continue with expansion that leads us to a fuller expression of our own light, we can more firmly, surely, claim and create our destiny as we vision it to be. We can seek to return to the awareness of our true self with the knowings that we are gifted during our prayer and meditation each and every one of us is here experiencing the moment this precious moment because of love how will we use the power of love to make healthy choices? How will we acknowledge and temper emotional reactions to our experience at any given time? How Will we use our God-given gifts to act with strength and faith where clarity and wisdom seem difficult to discern? My friends, we can use our spirit connection in concert with our lives' experience to offer compassion and understanding to ourselves and others. As we enter into this new day, and so it is, and so we let it be.
2: Francisco, he said he'd finally found his place. And when I go to San Francisco, everywhere I look, I see his face. childhood under stark Montana skies. And bud he seemed to always have cities in his eyes. He longed for possibilities. He lived to move away. And he finally found City by the Bay
1: Joe and
2: I were best friends in our small time college town, and Joe had personality. What a campus clown, his jokes hid deeper. That bubbled far below, and he rode the current west, where the rapid waters flow. Lots of us had brothers there who would love to show the sights and share the. Palm Francisco nights, they liked it so much more than anywhere they'd been, and we thought they would be there when we made it back again. And we thought they would be there when we made it back again.
1: My brother
2: lived in San Francisco. He said he'd finally found his place. When I go to San Francisco, everywhere I look, I see his face.
0: Mm. I'm supposed to speak after that song. Mm -hmm. I am. so, thank you for that song. It's the first time I've heard the song. Uh, I listened to it last night, or yesterday afternoon. And um, after I listened to it, I had to call someone that I knew. I had to connect with them that knew what it was like to live in San Francisco. I was in San Francisco for a little over three years 89, 90, 91, 92. And it was amazing. And if you, um, if you had not experienced, you wouldn't understand it, you know. So I, I had to look up the song. Russell, what's his last name?
3: Uh, Bill Russell and Janet Hold.
0: And, and I understand from that song, a lot of those sayings came from the uh, AIDS Memorial Quilt that traveled around the country. And I thought to myself, I won't tell the story of why those people were there to begin with. If you'll notice, most of them came from small towns, Montana. Yeah. Are um, a small college town, and of course, people went to San Francisco because often it was dangerous for them to live where they lived, especially in small towns, especially in the South. Especially, so they, they flocked to these these centers, such as San Francisco, LA, New York. Usually, it was on one of the coastlines, but they had to be themselves. They had to be their true, show their true colors, as you sang earlier. And they found a safe a safe place to do it, as far as truly being themselves and so uh, I connected yesterday with someone that <clears throat> lived through it with me there, and it was really a challenging time it was really a challenging time you 'd be I live near the Castro, which is um, <laughs> some people would call it the hood, some people would call it the ghetto. <laughs> Uh, but I lived near the Castro and in, in Mission, and had an apartment. And I didn't leave from a small town, but I left from uh, I, left, I left from New Orleans, which was another epicenter for uh, gay people, GRBTQ, And you've always supported GLBTQ plus people. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And so I moved from New Orleans for economic reasons. I thought because I took a fancy schmancy job there. And I really realized that I moved to New Orleans because I was running from God. I knew that I had been called to ministry while living in New Orleans. And things changed, and I got a great job offer, and I moved to um, to San Francisco. That, you know, It really felt great to be whined and dined. And I was not whining at the time, but <laughs> dined and whined. And it was great. It was just great. But I realized I was really going there because... I was fighting and clawing my way to keep from going into ministry. But see, God is so good. <laughs> God is good all the time. And so what you don't do the first time, God lets you do the second and the third time. So I always say, I came into ministry from San Francisco proving that you can be called to ministry from San Francisco. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. So anyway, thank you so much for that song. Thank you, thank you. You know, um, during that, in, in uh, 1982, there was, uh, there was 612 deaths from AIDS, 612, and uh, as of 2018, about 700,000 people had died of HIV in the United States since the beginning of the epidemic, and nearly 13,000 people still die each year from AIDS in the United States. There's approximately 38 million, 38 million people across the globe today in 2019, 2019 last year, that is still dealing with living with HIV. For me, one of the things that truly marked the 80s and the 90s and uh, was HIV and AIDS. I experienced it when I was living in New Orleans, when it first came out it was just kind of whispered about these strange things are happening and and then i have obviously i have lived through it and i you know i don't always understand it because i've i've had so many friends to make the transition because of aids i think sometimes i have experienced survivor survivor guilt and i just keep going you know god's not through with me yet god's not through with me and um so there's more for me to do. There's more for you to do, too. You know, I believe as long as we have a breath in our body, a breath in our body, there's something for us that we are called to do. So my brother lived in San Francisco. Wow, first time I've heard that song, but it will not be one that I will forget. Uh, and, you know, also another thing that marked the 70s and, the, I'm the 80s and 90s, and I remember a little bit more about the... <laughs> the 80s and 90s, is because I was clean and sober for most of that time. And so that's good. But poverty was huge in our world. And, uh, you know, in in 1980, 28% of our world was hungry. Get that. 28% of our world was hungry. And I've always said from this platform and other places we don't have a supply problem we have a distribution problem we have enough food to feed the world anyway also from uh, this and fortunately those numbers have come down but from my reading and my research i see that those numbers have been on the rise they grew ten, uh, they grew they are growing upward again and still today 60 million people as of 2019 60 million people around the world are undernourished. So what was I doing in the 80s and 90s? You know, last week I talked about the 70s, and I asked you to send me a few comments, what you were doing. Some of you did. I was so pleased to get them. I was so pleased to get them and read a little bit more about you. I felt like I got to know you a little better. So if you'd like to send me off a, a an email or send me what you were doing, you know, in the 80s and 90s, I would love to, I'd love to read it. You know, I'm an open book, so I'll share with you some of the things that I was doing in the 80s and 90s. First of all, the, the thing that really was a changing point in my life was in 1984, I got sober. I got sober. That first part of the 80s was just a terrible time for me. But it was in 1984 when I got sober and I had a spiritual awakening in my own life. You know, the 60s and the 70s was a lot about sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And I think that if I had not gotten sober, I don't know if I would be here or not. I don't know if I would be here or not because, uh, you know, sometimes you can just throw caution to the wind. But I got sober and then I also found unity. I found Unity in, in 1985. I attended my first Unity Church. I walked in there, and it was, felt so good. I can't tell you about a lot about the, what they sang. I can't tell you about the talk, but it felt good. It felt like I'd been come, I had come home. And also, they invited me to come back. That was amazing to me. You know, some places I'd been to had not invited me to come back. But they invited me to come back. And little did I know that I would have my, after having a spiritual awakening in a 12-step program, that I I would find my niche, my niche in unity. And it was in 1985 that I stepped on that spiritual journey of unity. And then I was ordained in 1994. Those are some key things for me in my life there. I lived in places oh my goodness I lived in New Orleans right in the French Quarter what a place to live oh my gosh then I moved to San Francisco and I lived in the the, the, the ghetto so to speak I lived right near the mission as well you know the Castro and then from there I lived at Unity Village wow Lived actually on the grounds at Unity Village, and then from there moved into Kansas City. I took my first church in Evanston, Illinois. I served that church for several years, and then I moved to Cincinnati, Cincinnati, Ohio, where I also served for several years, and then here as well. So my life was was I was in relationships. Uh, One of my relationships, unfortunately, made his transition because of AIDS that was a terrible terrible thing for me to for him to go through and the way the church that he served treated him it was just i am just so blessed that i have found an organization such as unity to serve i am so blessed that i have found an organization such as unity that allows me to serve unity has always been out in the forefront always out in the forefront as far as ordaining gay and GLBT and Q people. And thank you, God, they have. A lot of things were happening in the 80s and the 90s. Uh, collapse of traditional communism and ending the Cold War. Microsoft, IBM, Apple began to have an impact on our lives as small computers became cheaper. World famine in Ethiopia caused major artists to band together to raise money. Also major artists band together to help with the AIDS crisis. The collapse of the Berlin Wall. The rise of conservatism as political and culture life. Tineman Square on June the 4th, 1889. John Lemon was shot outside of his New York City apartment. That seems like just like yesterday. I can remember when he was shot that I was in New York on business. I was in New York on business. And literally, we, crowds gathered around his apartment. And of course I had to go. MTV musical television was launched. Floppy shirts and comb back hair and padded shoulders and big hairdos were popular. Michael Jackson released his second adult album, Thriller. The 90s also saw a worldwide increase in the use of production and smuggling of drug trade, with drugs becoming more addictive and destructive. In 1990s, the increase in AIDS in Africa increased in AIDS in Africa and also the developed world. 90s, biggest assistance to the improvement communication internet access following global sharing information. The internet took off, which we take it for granted today. We take it for granted. And by the end of the 1990s, a mobile phone was a fact of life. So what were you doing in the 80s and 90s? Let me know. Today's title for the lesson is We Are the World. And we'll talk about that song just a little later. But it's true that, you know, we are all citizens of a particular country. We're all members of cultural or ethnic group. And each of, our, each of these groups are flavored with unique backgrounds, and we are flavored with unique backgrounds. But we need to remember that we are also a member of a single human family. Get this. We are a member of a single human family. Each and every person in this family, we have the... the we can... We can uh, The capacity to dream and to aspire and to interact. We have the capacity to co-create. We have the capacity to see ourselves as part of the whole. And yet I think somewhere along the way, we might have begun to see ourselves different or better than others. You know, I like to say, and I think this is one of the things that attracts me to unity, is that we are unique, individual expressions of God. We are each an expression of the divine. And some people go as far as to say, I am God in expression. But if I am God in expression, then everyone else is God in expression as well. I like to say, God has no favorites. God has no favorites. God has no grandchildren. We are all children of God. God has breathed life itself into us. And we have that ability that God has given us to co create with Spirit. One of my readings this past week, I want to share with you. Again, I've shared with you probably from this book before. But it's called Beyond Appearances, Beyond Appearances. And it's, um, it's called We Centered Living. We Centered Living. And this was written by Margaret Schultz. And I understand she wrote it in about 1990. She says, and this could be, <laughs> this could be written yesterday. In this decade of ours we are experiencing many new shifts in consciousness. Not only are are we regarding planetary life differently, but we're also beginning to realize how truly interdependent all of life is. And then she says, perhaps the time for rugged individualism is past. I underline that, and I put a question mark next to it. Individualism, is it past? Individual create, though individual creativity is on the rise, doing whatever we please is not acceptable as it once was. We know that our thoughts and actions affect our surroundings. Therefore, what we think and do is vitally important to the health of the world in which we live. Contrary to what many people may believe... Cooperation is not conformity. Cooperation is not conformity. Cooperation not only encourages creativity, it tends to enhance the creative process even more. It brings forth many opportunities for new thoughts to come forth. How much better to be encouraged by one's peers to develop an idea rather than face the opposition. We are all in this thing that we call life together. We are the world. Let us then join in consciousness so that the presence who made us has greater expression in all that we do. The best is yet to come. More love, more joy, more health, more prosperity, more for all. I believe that. I believe with all my heart that we are an evolving species, we are an evolving planet, we are evolving individuals, and it starts with the individual. I want to go back to that line that I said I underlined when I read that and put a question mark next to it. You know, this weekend Ruth Bader Ginsburg made her transition. What a loss. What a loss. Even my spouse, Eddie, said to me, it's because of her that I'm probably here. It's because of her and how she stepped up and supported so many causes, especially women's rights, human rights. She says, I tell law students, If you're going to be a lawyer and just practice your profession, you have a skill, much like a plumber. But if you want to be a true professional, you'll do something outside yourself, something that makes life a little better for people, less fortunate than you. Real change, enduring change happens one step at a time. Fight for those things that you care about. But do it in a way that will lead others to join you. She knew about being an individual and being in cooperation with others. She knew how to bring others with her. But thank goodness she was an individual. An individualist that expressed her opinion. Someone would ask her, Well, how many men how many women do you want on the Supreme Court? (laughs) She says, nine is just fine. That's the total number. Nine is fine. And of course she says, it's been years. We've had nine men up there. Why not nine women? I'll probably get emails on this. But what would it take? What would our world look like? What would it world look like? I've often said, often. Women don't send their sons to war. She says, fight for the things that you care about and do it in a way that will lead others to join you. Women have achieved true equality when men share with them the responsibility of bringing up the next generation. And I'm beginning to see that. I'm beginning to see that. There's a couple in our neighborhood that just had this adorable baby, and I've talked about it before. And she's on maternity leave. Thank you, God. But guess what? The father's on maternity leave too. That's new. That's new in my lifetime. That was unheard of just a few years ago. The father took maternity leave. So that they can raise the next generation together. Together. Charles Fillmore, co-founder of our our movement, says this. And he, he says... In every man the Christ, our word of God, is enfolded. It is an idea that contains all ideas. Evolution is the result of the development of ideas in mind. What we are is the result of the evolution of our consciousness, and our consciousness is the result of the seed ideas that are sown in our mind. Therefore, spiritual evolution is the unfolding of the spirit of god into expression it is the development achieved by man working under spiritual law and i used this quote last week humanity is the garden of god on which the soul is the omnipresence through substance but he also goes on to remind us that evolution of consciousness is individual it is not collective he said that each individual evolves. And although the whole of humanity may benefit from certain changes brought about by the evolution of others, evolution itself is experienced only through the individual effort. All of the unity teachings are about a making those right efforts. We want to change the world. We want to continue to evolve. Then we take self-responsibility for evolving our own consciousness. And guess what? Then the collective consciousness changes. And As the collective consciousness changes and we become aware of that, then the world changes. I think, I'd like to pray, believe that we are getting it. That we are the world. That we are the world. Jesus, our teacher, and our wayshore says, whatever you do to the least of these, you do unto me. What we put out there, it's like a boomerang. It comes back. So we, my dear friends, want to change the world. We want to change the consciousness of the world. It's absolutely necessary for us to know what we're putting out there. Because it will come back to us. We Are the World, a great song. Oh, my goodness. And I, I think it was written in 1985, about that time. And there was a group, they had had the, some music awards. And oh, my goodness, they had done these musical awards. And all of a sudden, after the musical awards on, i got the date somewhere, but there were about 45 artists that came together. 45 artists. Talk about cooperation. That was individualization and cooperation together. Because let me tell you what. They were told to check their egos at the door. Can you imagine 45 artists, God bless us all, coming together and creating this song? But let me tell you what they did. They created this song in one night. In one night. And then, if I am not mistaken, it it has... Sixty. Let's see. It sold. Uh, it raised sixty million dollars. Sixty million dollars, and they had this recording out in five weeks. Five weeks, my dear friend. And then what happened was it sold about twenty million copies right out of the bat. So it was huge. It was a huge recording. It's. Um, it tells the words in this song. Tells the unity story in so many ways. It tells a story, it says, it reflects the principles we teach. It talks about oneness. That's what we teach. We are one. It talks about the golden rule, the law of giving and receiving. It talks about that empower, that powerful thing that we call choice and responsibility for our own life. It talks about that we are the expressions of the divine. And then, oh my goodness right at the beginning, it talks about that personal call, that personal call from Spirit. And guess what, my friends? Especially during this time, what we're going through right now, we're here for a reason, we're here for a purpose, and you and I have a personal call, a personal call, call by Spirit to do what we need to do. So your assignment this week, if you choose to accept it, if you choose to accept it is to be aware of that spiritual principle of conscious evolution. To be aware that you, you and your consciousness is evolving and I believe that we must evolve in order to survive. This must take place within yourself. This week, my dear friends, ask that question. What can I do? What can I do? What have I been called to do to make a difference in this world? I love you. I bless you. I behold the living Christ within you. And oh my goodness, those 80s and 90s just rocked it not me. And so it is. Amen.
2: time when we heed a certain call when the world must come together as one there are people dying it's time to lend a hand to life the greatest gift of all we can't go pretending day by day that someone somewhere will soon make a change we are all a part of- someone cares and their lives will be stronger and free as god has shown us by turning stones to bread so we all must let their helping
0: What would it happen in our world if we just got that? If we just got it and just lived it? What if we got that, you know, we are one and that whatever I do to someone else, I'm doing to me? I'm, it's simple. And if we believe that and we really lived it, what a difference it would make in our world. Anyway, I've already had a sermon. You don't need number two, but maybe you do. I don't know. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you're at home up on your feet like we, the few of us in the sanctuary were. We were on our feet enjoying Whoa. it. It was great. So this is the time when we invite you to make a gift to Unity, Minneapolis. You can do so right there on our secured website and just hit that donate button. It's secured. You can make that gift. Or you can also text us to give to Unity 77977. That's give to Unity 77977. Or you can put a check in the mail and that's it. Uh, Just send it here to the church, Unity, Minneapolis, 4000 Golden Valley Road. So let's just take a moment and center ourselves in this one presence, in this one power, giving thanks this morning, giving thanks this morning for a greater awareness of God's love, a greater awareness of oneness, a greater awareness that we are indeed the world. I am the world. I am the world. I invite you to take your gift in your hand. If you're giving it with someone, you're able to do so. Hold it together. Divine love flowing through me. Blesses and multiplies all that I give, all that I receive, and all that I am. Thank you, God. Amen. So we take a moment and we bless these gifts. We bless the gifts and we send them forth to fulfill our vision and mission of a transformed world. Thank you. Thank you, God. And so it is and so we let it be. Amen and amen. Mm. Our prayer chaplains are holding sacred space in their homes. I see them doing that. And you know, they're if you have a prayer request, by all means, go to our website, fill out that prayer request, send it to our prayer ministry and our prayer chaplains and our prayer ministry. will hold that in prayer. And then we will send that prayer request to Silent Unity, our worldwide prayer ministry. So we thank our prayer chaplains for holding the uh, collective consciousness of prayer tonight today knowing there's no distance in spirit i also want to thank our volunteer team that's come in here each and every sunday to make this happen i also want to thank the staff that comes in and makes that happen as well uh i've got some good news good news good news you know uh we have we are so blessed you know we reverend jim ernston was our last intern here and uh Unity Worldwide Ministries has approved for us to have two interns, two interns. They begin their internship here on September the 28th. You, you know, more than likely, you know both of them. But Kevin T. Hudala is currently in ministerial school, completing his master's degree in divinity at Unity Worldwide Spiritual Institute. He was accepted into the ordination path in 2017, he earned his doctorate degree in counseling psychology and his bachelor's degree in business administration from the University of St. Thomas. He earned a master's degree in counseling and psychological services from St. Mary's University of Minnesota. He got the degrees, he's great, got them, good, and he's got a heart. Got this huge heart. You've heard him speak on the platform numerous times before. His passion is teaching and leadership development, truly believing that better leaders will make a better world. He has served in so many capacities in this church, board service, prayer advocacy, leadership development, and strategic planning. And Kevin is pleased and excited about his ministerial internship beginning here in Unity, Minneapolis, on September the 28th. And then, Lisa Herklotz, you know Lisa as well, is currently completing her Master's of Divinity through, the, through Unity Worldwide Spiritual Institute in ordination as a Unity minister in June of 2021. She looks forward to co-ministering with her husband, Reverend Jim Ernston, as they are moved by spirit to that perfect community Lisa has been involved in unity for over 10 years, serving as board president, prayer chaplain, platform assistant, guest speaker. Her personal mission is to establish a deep connection to the divine and to be aware of this consciousness in all beings as a catalyst for social justice, inclusivity, and environmental renewal. You will get to experience them in a New way, in a new way, beginning September the 28th. And one of the things they are going to do together, and it's going to be exciting, they are going to teach Prosperity Plus 3. That class begins on October the 6th through November the 17th. I've taught the class. I've taken the class. It is a great class. Many of you here have taken that class as well. But we have a student that is going to give a testimony on why she took the class and inviting you to take it as well. Darlene Erickson
3: Hello, my name is Darlene Erickson I am a member of unity Minneapolis and I've been a part of the unity movement for 44 years. I Think it's gonna stick. What do you think? I do like it and actually it's been a very important part of my life I've been asked to talk to you about my experience with prosperity plus Plus. And I have been to, I believe, at least I have the book. So I've been to three of them. And I really do enjoy it. Um, It's taught me a lot. Um, It's put me in touch with people I might not get to know as well, which is wonderful. But in my experience this last time around, I was in the process of going for a small business loan for my small business. And it came through. What can I say? I can't say it was because I went to this class, but I would guess that because of all the classes I've been to, it finally stuck and it worked for me. So I would encourage you to attend a class that is upcoming. I think you will enjoy it. Even via Zoom, you're gonna get to meet people that you may not have had a chance to talk to otherwise. So think about it. Just do it.
0: Thanks. So just do it, just do it. And sign up for it on our website. It's very easy to do. Just go to our website and sign up so that we have the material and everything you need. I also want to acknowledge our youth and family ministry. We have programs in the morning, full program and full services. So I just want to acknowledge them as well and give thanks for our families and our youth. We're going to close today with our prayer for protection and our peace song. I'm going to invite Reverend Jeanette, if she would, to join me on the platform. And if you're at home with someone and you're able to do so, you know, stand with us, participate with us, think of the words, repeat them with us, be a part of it, knowing that there's no distance in spirit. So together we know that the light of God surrounds us. I am light. The love of God enfolds us. I am love. The power of God protects us. I am power the presence of God watches over us. I am presence. Wherever we are, God is. I am divine. And all is swell. And our peace song.
2: Talking about a revolution, oh, I've been standing in the welfare lines, crying at the doorstep of those armies of salvation, wasting time on the unemployed. A whisper, I'm ready now. Finally, the tables are starting to turn. Talk about a revolution. Yes. Finally, the tables are starting to turn. Talk about a revolution. Oh, yeah. Talk about a revolution. Oh, 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 oh. Talk about a revolution.
3: Shout! Thanks for joining us this morning. We look forward to seeing you at many events during the week and next Sunday at 9.30 again. Um, thanks. Have a great week.
0: I'm so glad you joined us today. I hope you had a great time. I know that I did. I love the meditation. I love the music. I enjoy the lesson. What a powerful day it's been here. And it just uplifts me. It helps me to meet the week, a aware greater awareness of God's spirit. So we're glad that you're with us. Uh, check out our website. Check out our website at Minneapolis.org. And if you're watching us on Facebook, be sure to hit subscribe so that you'll be notified again when we are live. We love you. We bless you. We behold that living presence of the divine within you until we meet again. Be safe. love and blessings.